EMZT Radio is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audio download and a free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash EMZT. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to another episode of EMZT Radio. I'm Bane Hellborn with my partner, the infamous MJ, who's taking a little bit of a back seat because it's Women in Horror Month. Yes, it is. It is, it is Women in Horror Month, and I've decided that I'm going to relax for a little bit. Well, not really relax, because I'm still producing. Yeah. So, <laughs> radio production is so easy. All you do is just sit back and you just tell the host to talk. Oh, but, but you still have to keep an ear out. <laughs> yeah, I still have to keep an ear out. At least, at least it's not like my day job where I have to keep my ear out for like the seven dirty words. <laughs> that's right. that's that's the worst thing in the world, man. And we have one or two callers now that are just so casual when they call in. It's like shit just rolls off their tongue. It's like you can't say that on the air. Filter people, filter. Yeah, you got to have a filter when you call in sports talk radio. Unfortunately. Oh, but um um um, we have exciting news. Before we get to yes, all yes. the festivities, we have exciting news because we have a new sponsor of the podcast. What? 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 Oh. Nord VPN is coming oh. on, and I don't know about either one of you, Sarah or 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 Bane, but have you ever got the phone call from the bank, the one you don't yeah. want to hat take? Yeah, uh, uh, Mr. Jordan. We noticed that you uh, were in Italy the other day. What? No, I wasn't. No. What? Yeah. What? what I, I've never left the United States. Oh, really? Because uh, apparently you went shopping in Italy. Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> so after about 30 minutes of frustration with the bank, um, we finally fixed it all out. And it turned out that I went to a less than reputable website mm. uh, to buy something. And that's how two gentlemen from Albania ended up being me. Oh, wow. Bastards. But, yeah. But thankfully, you know, I, we got it all fixed and nothing went on my credit. And, but NordVPN will help you fix this problem. By having they have secure servers, but that's not all they do. You know this Article Thirteen. I know, Sarah, you've been dealing a lot of it because you're in the European Union, um, hearing a lot about this, where they're basically going to censor the internet pretty hardcore. And if this passes, a lot of us in the U.S. won't be able to see European content, and I think it's the other way around too, where a lot of people in Europe won't be able to see U.S. content. Unless it's on, you yep. know, some corporate-owned bullshit. Yeah. And NordVPN will fix that problem for you. Because, okay. yeah, you can actually, uh, let's say I wanted to watch Danish television, which I do a lot, actually. I, uh, I <laughs> Well, I, I use less than legal means to do so. But, uh, <laughs> but Danish television is notoriously hard to watch especially in the United States. And, you know, again, I have to go through all this stuff. Well, now I don't have to worry about that anymore because I can just make one or two clicks on my NordVPN and all of a sudden, oh, look, Matt's in Copenhagen. <laughs> That's internet's wow. in Copenhagen. I can watch Danish Danish television, which 
It's basically just American television with Danish subtitles. Uh, there you go. That, that, that's an oversimplification, but it's Danish television for you. It's, it's it does have some Swedish TV on it and some yeah German I can TV. Imagine. Oh yeah, and some German TV, but it doesn't have it. it, it, it there's really not a lot of uh, originality coming out of uh, Denmark. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but NordVPN lets me do that. But let's say I've, you've got a trip to China coming up, and we all know China's internet is notoriously censored. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, you don't have to worry about that. Just click on your NordVPN, and then you could be from anywhere. Just, you got to go to the Middle East, and you want to see some ankle? Uh, you can... <laughs> You can click on click on your NordVPN and and out you go, you know, to other places. You 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 don't have to be in the United States with your stuff, and that is awesome. And especially when you want to consult our good friend Private Browsing, uh, this is definitely something for you. Uh, we we all love uh, we all love Private Browsing. Salute you, sir or ma'am. We don't <laughs> assume gender here. Uh, <laughs> this this actually is a boost to your Private Browsing. So uh, enjoy that NordVPN. Click the link in the description. You can get uh, they have a month by they have a monthly uh, charge, a yearly uh, plan, two year plan, and a three year plan. Which is so, on special right now. Which is on special. So take advantage of that special, kids, and get it going. NordVPN is definitely where you need to go. So there, we have our paid advertisement out of the way. And don't forget to click on Audible, too, and, and all the other crap. But we'll take care of that in close. So, without and, further ado. Yes, and we're co-host, co-hosting with us is Sarah from Bitches of Horror. Whoop! Thank yeah. you, Sarah! <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> okay, let me see if I can not mangle your name. I even Googled it for translation. Oh, yeah, you're supposed to prove to me that you can... And know how to say my name or yeah. last name. Yeah, because it's, you know, it's a foreign name. <laughs> now, this is from Google, and Google probably lied to me, but... <laughs> probably okay. did. Okay, here here we go. Here we go. It's Jierkski. Am I close? It's, uh, you have to sound the, the G as a J. So it's Yeshki. So Yeshki? Oh, that's it. It's it's oh. so much easier than what people think. <laughs> yeah. See. Go, yeah. Okay. So I still kind of make. <laughs> yes. But I'm see, yes, most, see. like ninety eight percent people have a problem saying my last name. So okay. I, I don't blame you at all. <laughs> okay. Well, see, I even went to Google. I was getting some help. <laughs> my 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 biggest problem when I was when when I was learning your last name, Sarah, was being in sports talk radio. Um, yeah. Mike Shashevsky, who has uh-huh. his his last name yeah. is spelled kind of similar to Sarah's, and I was like, okay, it's got to be something like like that, <laughs> yeah. because yeah, he is he is uh, of Polish descent, and yeah. that's that's kind of where I was like, okay, well, I just assume that you know, and assumptions make an ass out of us all. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> I was close, close. Close. But it was a good, very good try. Close. Okay, thank you. One little point. Thank you. <laughs> One <laughs> yeah. little point. One little point. Oh, oh. Anyway. Oh. Yeah. I've got something. I've got something on, on free range, free range piss around before you get to the news. I want, okay. I want to know this from both of you. What? 
I'm going to take Ellen Ripley out of the discussion here because that's the obvious. This is that's the obvious answer to this question. Okay. What horror films, or what are the smartest protagonists ever in horror? Oh, besides Ellen Ripley. Besides Ellen Ripley, because like I said, Ellen Ripley is the obvious answer in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I think um, what's her name? Erin from Your Next. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, she's just proactive throughout the entire film. She knows what to do. Yeah. And you're like, damn. I'm still going to say Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, that was my second option. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because even, I even watched the new Halloween, and mm-hmm. she really was a proactive character in that. I mean, totally. Yep. I mean, because the original Halloween, you know, she was just a teenager. She was kind of like guessing what to do and she was kind of new to the situation and now yeah. with the remake she she knew what to do she knew yeah. exactly so i liked i liked how she took you know she had such such control and such step-by-step ideas on how to be like get away or stay mm-hmm. safe but it was almost suffocating to her it seemed like in in the new halloween movie it, it was like yeah. everyone else couldn't take her way of doing things so yeah, yeah. yeah. If, mine would have to be Wendy Torrance. I don't think a lot of people actually would think her, oh. but if you really think about it, she did all the maintenance when the entire staff was away at the hotel. Right. She she ends off fending off Jack with the baseball bat, protects his, protects her son, yeah. and then she actually thought about it and got them out of the hotel, but. She was the one that kind of lured Jack to the to the maze, that eventually ended up killing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. right. But she was she was super emotional. So I mean, I I was yeah. I, I didn't think I, she'd pull it off. Yeah. yeah, I think that's why a lot of people don't like don't like bringing her up. But I mean, but but yeah, you sit down, you really think about it. She was pretty damn clever. And she dragged his ass into that pantry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She she didn't seem like she had the strength to do anything like that, but she pulled his ass into <laughs> that pantry yeah. and locked it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the hotel had to let him out. I just love that part. <laughs> yeah. So I, th- I thought uh, I'd ask that. All right, I'll go back now to hiding back in the <laughs> back in the dungeon. So y'all have fun. Okay, <laughs> I have just a little bit of news. Was uh, one of a longtime horror scream queen from 1954's Creature from the Black Lagoon, Julie Adams. She passed away on uh, February 3rd. She was yeah. 92, so I think it was definitely natural causes and. Uh, they did a little tribute to her about that because 92. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a long life. That's a long, long life. Yeah. And, and uh, it said she got her start from a third grade class production of Hansel and Gretel. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that was, uh, she was born in 1926. So she started probably in the fourth, 30s or 40s for her career 30s yeah Yeah. yeah in in the 40s or late 40s yeah yeah so that was my little news oh 
and then they're and then they're remaking Creature from the Black Lagoon. I mean, oh, they're gonna kill it. They're gonna kill it. Uh, I mean, they are just remaking everything, so it doesn't come as a surprise or a shock. Yeah. But yeah, it, yeah. It, it's a bit irritating. It's very irritating. Because, like I said uh, earlier, uh, Christine, I heard Christine is on the remake block, which you can't remake that movie. <laughs> Sorry. You can't get those same types of people. And the car, I mean, the car is going to be near impossible to find. Yeah. Oh. I'm supposed to remake a film, then choose a film that people do not really know about and a film that maybe didn't do so well and yeah. then remake that film but they're choosing these very popular well-known uh films that did really well and yes. the, and some are, are not even like a few years old like when americans remake uh, french films yes and it's like uh, well <laughs> yeah it just it, it and then they end up killing the story because they oh, yeah. mangle oh. it or they mis miswrite it or you know like just, uh, the remake of Martyrs that was awful. And, yes, and the inside, like oh, I I was angry watching the remake of Martyrs in the in the cinema in Sweden. Uh, yeah, like after watching it, I was just like, what the fuck? What did they do? Like yeah. why? I had to yeah. go drinking just to get <laughs> <laughs> it. Oh, I know. When I saw it, I, I felt like it was missing a whole ton of stuff. I was sitting there going, what was I watching? <laughs> yeah, everything was just a letdown. Just such a disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. And they're also trying to remake Pet Cemetery, which, oh, yeah. my God. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Come on, you can't. And and uh, no, nobody di- nobody really died in it. But I mean, especially when they remake movies where actors have are are passed away, it just yeah. oh, that so upsets me because they're gone, and you're just killing it. You're killing the story. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. So, do you have any horror news you wanted to talk about? Yeah, uh, we have the upcoming uh, Monsters of Film Festival, uh, the Women in Horror section part, uh, on February the 24th here in Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, Happy happy birthday to me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And uh, they are actually focusing on Nordic horror. Oh, cool. Yeah, I I don't think they've just had an entire day for Nordic horror films. That's right. It's very, and I, I'm happy that horror movies are growing in the um, in Scandinavia and the Nordic countries. Yeah, it's uh, it's not bad. I mean, uh, I have to watch the subtitles, but um, it actually Nordic horror is pretty good. It's very good, and we the, have a lot of uh, these uh, kind of cool mythologies and stories that we can pull from, pull inspiration from. Yeah. So I'm just checking which film. There's actually uh, a feature film uh, that will be shown ca- called Draug. Uh, don't, don't really know how to say that because I've never heard the word before, but oh. and then there's a short film package 
Uh, we have one, two films from Sweden and one from Iceland and one from Finland. Wow. So, yeah. I wish I could go. That'd be a total birthday present to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be so much fun. Yeah, it really is. Uh, well, last year they showed my feature film, uh, Saria, at this particular festival. So, I, yeah, every February I'm like, oh, the women in horror section of Monsters of Film is coming up. So yeah. excited. And me and Jasmine uh, will probably be, be there and some of our, our friends. Oh, well, that's yeah. good. That'll be fun. I wish yeah. I could go to a, we don't have a film festival. Like the closest film festival to me uh, that goes on is Ohio. <laughs> so, oh, so how, how far is Ohio from? Oh, what is it? Is it over a thousand miles? <laughs> that sounds a lot. <laughs> it's like, it's like a, a, a two or three day, three day drive. Um, wow. But, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, because uh, Vegas, Vegas has theirs. It, that's closer, but it's just, it's too expensive to even stay in Vegas. I so. know. I was there for almost two weeks when I was a writer for uh, the MMA side, MMA Nick, uh in Sweden. So we went to uh, Las Vegas. Uh, yeah. And the place I was staying at, uh, the Tropicana, was paid for and my ticket was paid for. But I had to buy my own food and it was expensive. Oh yeah, right. the food. The food um, just by itself. Oh. oh god. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm not really used to tipping, like giving yeah. tip. You you don't do that here in Sweden. So and I really? was like, I, no, you don't. And I was like, so I have to pay for my food plus tip. But I'm like, I if I'm poor, then how do I get work that in? Right. Know. Oh man. Oh. Oh, do you have any more news about your Create Your Killer film? Yes, we have been rehearsing uh, for it with Jasmine and uh, the male character, uh, Emmanuel. And then we got some more uh, crew members on board. uh, And now we're going to like put in the final touches and rehearse with all the cast and crew. And I have to repaint uh, some parts uh, in my home and redecorate and yes that will be interesting because I, I I don't really do that but I I I will try <laughs> yeah. oh yeah create your killer we're looking forward to it ah! oh thank you <laughs> we were number one and number four to to give yeah. money <laughs> yeah. yeah and we yeah soon we will have all Posters. We just got the, uh, the small photography cards that we will be signing, and then we will be sending them and with the posters and and yeah and whatnot. So I'm, I'm excited. I can't. I can't wait. I'm so excited for this. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. So uh, okay. So how much longer do you think? Uh, longer for for it to be ready to go. Oh, the film. Yes. Uh, I, I don't really know. Uh, we will be shooting like 90% of the film at the end of March. And then we have one small segment uh, that's outside. So probably in April we will uh, finish uh, wrapping the film. Okay. And then just, yeah, the post-production. But I, I'm working working closely with one of my best friends 
who will be making the music and editing it. So we'll mm. be working a lot. So hopefully it will be ready till summer or late summer. Okay. Oh, yeah. you know what I, what I forgot to ask you before was, is this going to be an English film or is it subtitled? We just decided when we were rehearsing that this film will actually be in English. Oh, okay. That'd yeah. be fun. Yeah. Because yeah, we, we tried it with Swedish and then in English and the dialogue just sounds more natural uh, in English. And I, I don't mean like uh, accents and stuff. I, I mean like the way uh, the dialogues are written. They just sound so ridiculous in Sweden sometimes. Like <laughs> things sound way cooler in English. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. So, yeah. We will go in English because the dialogue, there aren't, isn't really much dialogue anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just loved when you were in Sar- Sargad and uh, you can tell when you're angry. <laughs> it's just such a great language for when you're angry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of the dialogue, I was like, if this was in English, it would be so much cooler. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, so um, also I was wondering about your posters. Did did you do like, pl- uh, did we talk about, did you do player one, player two, and player three posters? Uh, they will actually be the uh, small small cards okay. uh, that we have done. And then Simon Pritchard is working on a hand-painted uh, poster for us. And then we have the uh, poster of all, all three of us. Uh, which we use as the picture for Facebook. So that will be the main poster. And then we have the Simon Pritchard's version. That okay. will be, in, which Matt actually backed for. Because so. I'm just loving on the Indiegogo page, the posters for each player. I just think that's brilliant and it needs to be made into a set. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, that, that could probably be done. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, okay, yes, we're still looking forward. So everybody, create your killer. Be on the lookout for it soon this summer. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, did you have any any other news you wanted to talk about? Oh, I forgot to check out the blood drives. Oh, because the women in horror, there's women in horror month blood drives. I know there's so much going on now with uh, the women in horror month that I I've been like focusing mostly on what. Uh, me and Jasmine, we do at Bitches of Horror, where we we're writing about one female horror maker uh, mm-hmm. every day. So I've been just crazy writing uh, and reaching out to uh, some of the female filmmakers I know. And then I've been working a lot. So I work during the day mostly and during the weekends. And then I come home. I post about the uh, women in horror thing. And then mm-hmm. I reach out to more. <laughs> and then me and Jasmine, um, we will post three uh, Women in Horror special episodes of Bitches in Horror and a Valentine's special. So we've been just working like crazy. So wow. I, I'm probably missing some of the stuff that's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and just from yeah. the website alone, it has lists of all types of events for Women in Horror, like art shows, um, film screenings, even the, they mostly are doing the blood drive, you know, to get blood yeah. donations. Yeah. And it just, the website's so huge and the events are, they cover all over everywhere, wow. everywhere. And you can even, you can even like 
meet up. There's like a, a women in horror meet up. So in certain places, uh, just oh, this. So cool. Yeah, this website and and it goes by country, state, or city, and it covers everything. And it's just so huge now. They the just it's it's amazing how it's taken off. And this is yeah. what is the tenth year I think it is for it. Yeah, it is. I mean, just a couple of years ago, I I, I didn't even like know the term women in horror. Like yeah. when I was growing, up, I was just like, well, I want to be part of the horror community. And then um, me and Jasmine uh, found out about a women in horror event in London, I think three or four years ago. And mm-hmm. that's like the first time that I heard the term women in horror. I'm like, this sounds so cool. And now it's an everyday thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, because for the longest time, it was just scream queens were the women yeah. in horror. That's That's all that they referred to. But yeah, the women in horror is like a new term that covers everyone from right it, you know authors musicians yeah. filmmakers uh artists it just it covers everything and it's just it's amazing and and women are now taking more of the men sort of not taking more yeah they're getting more into the men's roles as creators yeah so yeah and I love like how everyone is included. Just not it's not just actresses or directors. It's like everyone, as you mentioned, in the field. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Even even the little assistants, because <laughs> they work with everybody. <laughs> just everything. And uh, yeah, let's see. There's podcasts, public reading, uh, social media. Cause yeah, covers everything. So, and then, you know, YouTube's taken off. So everybody is a YouTube star. <laughs> yeah. And now just, just scrolling through Instagram and like, I, I often uh, type like hashtag horror and yeah. just seeing so much. And I'm like, wow, it's really taking off. And especially like women in horror and stuff. It's, it's cool. Yeah. I just love how just this website, the women in horror com. It's just an amazing website. And, uh, yeah, I, I've been scrolling it every day, <laughs> trying to at least. And uh, mostly they're wanting to do the um, the blood drives because uh, blood supplies have been low. So they're trying to push more blood drives. Yeah, I actually have a, uh, one of my best friends is actually donating his, his blood like every third or fourth month. Yes. So I'm very proud of him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I found out I couldn't donate blood anymore. Something with the, my iron levels. Just it's I'm not meeting oh, the yeah. the require. Yeah, it's just I'm not yeah. meeting the requirement. So we talked about it because I was asking, well, is there any difference like when men and women give blood? And it was like, uh, yeah, women uh, can't give blood as often because of the iron uh, levels and stuff. Mm. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, so period. That they would. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> just, you know, yeah, yeah, and plus we have more hormones than the men. So. Hormones, hormones. Okay. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're just a bloody mess. <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, okay. No, that's, that's all I have. Anything else you wanted to, uh, to talk about? Otherwise, we need to get to some music. (laughs) Yeah. 
All right. And I am pulling out all the female musicians for our Women in Horror Month. So music time. It's EMZT Radio. Purest part, they will see. 
What if that ship didn't even exist? Did you ever think about that? I didn't know. So now if I went and made a major security situation out of it, everybody steps in, administration steps in, and there's no exclusive rights for anybody. Nobody wins. So I made a decision and it was wrong. It was a bad call, Ripley. It was a bad call. Bad call. Burke. These people are dead, Burke! Don't you have any idea what you've done here? Well, I'm going to make sure that they nail you right to the wall for this. You're not going to sleaze your way out of this one. Right to the wall. Ripley, I, you know, I expected more from you. I thought you'd be smarter than this. I'm happy to disappoint you. Hey guys, this is Jules Murray, and you're listening to EMZT Radio. EMZT Radio is brought to you by NordVPN, and I don't know about you guys, but I've had that call from the bank. I hate that call from the bank, and you know what call I'm talking about. It's that call that your information has been hacked, and somebody's trying to use it in another country. Well, like I said, I've had that happen to me before. NordVPN is a hack-proof encrypted tunnel for online traffic to flow. Nobody can see through the tunnel, and nobody can get their hands on your internet data. NordVPN gives you peace of mind every time you use the public Wi-Fi, access your personal and work accounts on the road, or just want to keep your browsing history to yourself, you know, when, when you're talking with private browsing. But they have 5,100 servers in 62 countries, and that gets updated weekly. So, you know, you're hit with that Article 13 in Europe. Maybe you want to check out NordVPN before this happens, and uh, that way you can access an American server and not miss out on your favorite YouTubers. At least your favorite American YouTubers. There's no data logging. And they also have an extension for the Chrome browser, which is lightweight and user-friendly from the first click. I know a lot of you guys use Chrome out there. You definitely need to pick this one up. There's a 24-7 automatic support. Some of the best people in the world will take care of you in this. And you can do that through live chat or emails. You can have up to six simultaneous accounts, and there's even an automatic kill switch. Oh, yeah. You want to get around that great China firewall? This is the place for you to do it. And going to the Middle East, this will work too. It's compatible with most operating systems, including Windows, Mac, and Android. Double data encryption for increased anonymity. And I'm telling you folks, it's something you need, especially because you don't want to get that phone call from your bank going, oh yeah, by the way, uh, you know, you've, you've, been, you've been in Italy the last couple of days, haven't you? No. Onion over VPN servers, unlimited bandwidth. They accept all the major credit cards, PayPal, and Bitcoin. Dedicated IPs available on request and free security extras. You can try them right now, risk-free, 30-day money-back guarantee. And they've got that CyberSec suite and an ad blocker. Folks, this is something you definitely need to have. Click the link in the description right now and you can get up to three years worth of service. Hey everyone, this is Beaumont Bob from Bowing with Bobcat. You can listen to me live every Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern at sfdradio.com where I'm bringing you the best of the worst in cheap booze, talking bum wine, beers, 40s, malt liquor, and more. Always featuring the latest and greatest in the world of drinking and entertainment, along with some special guests. So come on down and take a ride with Bumwine Bob. If you can't be there live, you can always listen in the archives at bumwinebob.com. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and enjoy. Cheers. I'm sorry. I know it's hard to concentrate when you're surrounded by so many things you could kill me with. Like this axe I saw you looking at. 
Take it. Please, it's yours. Come on. I go for the neck, but I'm not the brain surgeon. Just do it quietly so John doesn't hear me die. Otherwise, he's likely to get upset, rip off his heart rate monitor. <laughs> then, you just have to find the sensor and disarm it so that you can walk more than 30 feet out that door without the collar detonating. Or, you could try and take the collar off yourself. That could be tricky. Slightest knock in the wrong place could trigger it. I should know. I built it. Hey, Insaniacs. This is V from Creeping Beauty, and you are listening to EMZT Radio. The Horror Gaming Report brought to you by ThatTechShop.com. Head over right now to ThatTechShop.com and type in the code EMZT at checkout for 20% off of all items for PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox. And now it's time for the Horror Gaming Report. Brought to you by SurviveThis.News. Why is it that women are underrated as horror video game characters? Time and time again, the girls are portrayed as damsels in distress that fail to fight their way out of a paper bag. However, despite the negative light women are forever being shown in, there have thankfully been a few female characters that have redefined and reestablished women's standards in video games. It seems as though the horror genre especially houses several strong females worth mentioning in today's article. So we put together an interesting list to pay tribute to the most badass, good, and evil horror game females enjoy. Number 10. Alyssa Gillespie Alyssa is the daughter of Dahlia Gillespie, a member of Silent Hill's religious cult, The Order. She was born with extraordinarily supernatural powers that enabled her to do incredible things such as being able to will someone to die. Many in and out of the order are afraid and shun her for her dangerous abilities. After Dahlia uses Alyssa to birth the order's god in a ritual, she is scarred with several burns on her body. Following this, she is kept hidden away in a basement receiving constant medical care. With Alessa's reincarnation, Cheryl appears in Silent Hill. Her psychic ability is triggered at an alarming rate, unleashing the fog upon the town. Here lies the reason she was included on this list. Through her psychic abilities, Alyssa unleashes the full force of Silent Hill, thus creating it. Silent Hill was already believed to be settled on sacred Native American ground. This means it's probably held some sacred power that amplified Alyssa's damage. So all the mental and nightmarish torture that the characters have to deal with is thanks to Alyssa. Number 9. Alma Wade Another psychic has made our list. Alma Wade is one powerful psychic and arguably one of the most infamous psychic-powered villains ever. Since birth, she's had her psychic abilities and over time they've bloomed into something truly frightening. This character can not only mind-link to protagonist Point Man, Fettel, and Beckett, but also has the ability to summon nightmares and hallucinations. In addition to this, she has pyrokinesis, telekinesis, and literally can melt a person down to the bone. However, perhaps the scariest thing about her is the fact that she's not even a living person. 
Alma is physically dead and all the chaos she causes in the game are through her soul living on because of her psychic energy. She's been featured on multiple game villains lists. So that paired with the fact that she is one of gaming's most terrifying villains earns her a spot on this list. Definitely try playing fear. Number eight, Shodan from System Shock. Technically, Shodan is an AI computer who only looks and sounds like a female, but that shouldn't keep her from this list. If you played any of the two System Shock games, then you know this character well. Short of sentient, hyper-optimized data access network, Shodan served as the AI for the research and mining station Citadel. After her system gets hacked and all her moral restraints are removed, she becomes the computer program from hell. Since she is the AI program for the entire space station, she has unlimited access and the ability to appear anywhere at any time. Number seven, Miko Hinasaki from Fatal Frame. Miku breaks the barriers of what a stereotypical female character is when she steps foot into the haunted Himuro mansion to look for her missing brother, Mefuyu Hinasaki. She finds no clues of her brother ever being in the mansion and only finds her mother's old camera. Trapped in this ghost-infested mansion, she uses the camera obscura as a means of defiance, while also continuing to look for her brother and a way out. Any sister that would risk being murdered by a vengeful spirit for her brother is a badass in my book. Number six, Ellie from The Last of Us. The lovable, foul-mouthed, pint-sized legend herself. Anyone who has played The Last of Us can easily understand why Ellie is on this list. She reintegrated the pivotal role women can have in video games, even outside of horror. She is introduced as a teenage girl whom Joel must escort across a post-apocalyptic United States. However, we quickly realize that she's not your typical female character. She assists Joel in kicking zombies and humans' asses, even saving him from being killed on numerous occasions. In addition to this, she is immune to the virus and is believed to be the answer to a potential cure. With those many things and are wise beyond her year's wisdom, Ellie makes for the perfect companion in a zombie apocalypse and the ideal female heroine. Number 5, Zoe. Some might be opposed to Zoe appearing on this list over Rochelle, but we have our reasons. Zoe was an average college student with less than appealing grades. She preferred to watch horror movies in her dorm instead of studying. Turns out this would come in handy during the sudden outbreak in Left for Dead. Part of the reason Zoe was such an interesting character is because she looks like a girly girl, being small and seemingly non-athletic. She looks every bit the stereotypical damsel in distress character. However, she proves looks can be deceiving as she kicks as much zombie ass as the male characters around her. At first glance, she doesn't appear to be the kind of action heroine we've become used to, and that's what makes her unique. Number four, Ellie Langford. For those of you that played Dead Space 2, you'll be quite familiar with this female character. Before the sprawl outbreak, Ellie worked as a Class 5 heavy equipment pilot under the Concordance Extraction Corporation. When she is introduced to us halfway through the game, she proves herself to be a reliable ally to Isaac and a badass right from the bat. 
This no-nonsense kind of girl's first scene depicts her blasting necromorphs down and taunting them. Following this, she turns her plasma cutter on you, Isaac, and Ellie have a troubled past together. Later on, a mental patient she is looking after, named Strauss, uses a screwdriver to take out one of her eyes. However, this doesn't break her spirit and she attacks him from behind before he can get to you, Isaac. Even Ellen Ripley would be impressed of this character's resilience. Number three, Claire Redfield. Claire was first introduced in Resident Evil 2 where she entered Raccoon City in search of her brother, Chris. Unlike the majority of the other characters, Claire had no previous training of any kind whatsoever. She only knew a few things that Chris had taught her. Despite this, she was able to go ahead to head with hordes of zombies in Raccoon City and survive the events on Rockford Island in Resident Evil Code Veronica. Her lack of experience actually made her more relatable, and she was even able to stand her own against fan favorite Jill. Claire is now an activist for the organization Terra Save. She's come a long way from the biker chick she once was. Number two, Heather Mason from Silent Hill 3. Heather is Harry's adopted daughter and the reincarnation of Alessa Gillespie and Cheryl Mason. This makes her a target of a cult's priestess who wants to use her to rebirth the cult's god. Her father, Harry, is murdered. She encounters several hideous creatures who attempt to end her life, and she becomes entrapped in the other world. While going through this hell, she remains somewhat numb to the nightmare around her and continues to move onward unscathed. Another thing that sets her apart was her sharp-wittedness, short temper, and surprising invulnerability. She wasn't frail or an innocent schoolgirl like her female counterparts at that time. Heather was only an ordinary teenager who experiences real change, transforming into a truly kick-ass character during her journey. She's been overwhelmingly praised by critics and is regarded as a revolutionary female character in gaming. And number one, Jill Valentine from Resident Evil. Where do we even begin? In Resident Evil 1996 and 2002, Jill was one of the only two females featured in the game. While Rebecca was a badass character in her own rights, she just couldn't hold a flame to Jill Valentine. From surviving a mansion full of the undead to defeating Nemesis, a souped-up tyrant soldier, Jill has set the standard for female characters in horror gaming. She's highly praised and adored by fans and critics alike, also remaining a recurring character in the Resident Evil series for good reason. In addition to topping female characters list, she has topped non-sex based video game characters list numerous of times. There is no doubt Miss Valentine has earned her place as the best female character in horror gaming. And this has been Scorpio Girl with the Horror Gaming Reports. And remember kitties and creeps. <laughs> we have everything horror from entertainment and of course to the human race.
sorry for everything that has happened. Because in spite of what Mike says now, it is my fault. Because it was my project. Everything had to be my way. And this is where we've ended up. And it's all because of me that we're here now. Hungry. And cold. And hunted. Chronicity. A state of prolonged duration, recurrent, habitual, chronic. A new miniseries on chronic pain and illness by your friends Matt and Phil from Semi-Intellectual Musings. We go beyond medical diagnosis to explore the often forgotten political, social, and personal sides. You'll hear stories from extraordinary people overcoming extraordinary challenges. Authors, entrepreneurs, volunteers, coaches, and caregivers. They are so much more than their diagnoses, yet each have found ways to persevere. You'll also hear some familiar voices from the indie podcast community. Showing that art, creativity, and passion are possible while living in chronicity. These stories and more starting April 1st at thesim.podbean.com. Keep calm and don't go swimming, don't have sex, don't smoke, don't drink, don't go out, don't split up, don't run from the killer. If you trip, get up and run and above all, turn on the stupid light before entering any room. Unless you do want to die. Just some friendly tips to save your life in a horror movie. From your friends at EMZT Radio. And we're back! And we're back! Today, we have Nicole Sell, writer, creator, director of the new film project Wendigo on Kickstarter. Hey, welcome, Nicole. Hi, thanks for letting me come on. Oh, thanks for joining us today. And you are part of our tribute to Women in Horror Month. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) What a coincidence. Yes. So, uh, Wendigo, tell us about this. Um, would you like to, how would you like me to start, start it? Would you like me to talk about the the story background or how I started, how the story started out or? Okay. Okay. Let's, let's talk about the inspiration for the story. Where did you get the idea? Actually, it was, uh, the inspiration started when I was in college, when I was attending the New York Film Academy out in California. And, it was an assignment where you're supposed, I was supposed to write a script about the lore, like this legend in your home state. And oh. Wisconsin, in Wisconsin, we have the Beast of Bray Road. Mm-hmm. So it started off like that, but I just couldn't get the connection I was looking for mm-hmm. in the monster. Because I was like, there's so many werewolf movies. And I have a heart, and I was like, I can't get the main character to connect with this creature without it being so like cliche almost right so i started researching more like possible monster possibilities not specifically just um werewolves i was just looking for something that would not really a lot of people think about and i remember um reading on native american lore this creature called a wendigo and i was just reading up about it, about how it mimics human voices. It's, it, it, um, it could see the, it's the best hunter at night. It's fast. It's, 
you can't kill it with a gun or a knife. You, it's. I was just like, this monster is perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a monster where it can it can literally mimic a person and can lure a person into their own death. It's like I was just like, this is like the coolest thing I've ever looked up on. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's totally it's a different type of story because it is based in uh, Native American culture. I mean, it's all across the states uh, with the Native American culture. It's, and you can do so much with it because it's also still unknown on what it can do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a great, that's a great choice. Uh, so how, how long did it take for you to write this? It took me five years. <laughs> wow. Re- writing, rewriting and more rewriting. Cause let me tell you what at first, when the story first started off, it was about a, it was a gentleman. It was a guy who was a news reporter who moved home because his dad died, mm-hmm. and I was just like, it just I can't. I was like, I was hitting a wall <laughs> with that oh. story. <laughs> yeah. And now it's tur- now it's evolved into a single mom who moved from her busy life in the big city back to her hometown to start over with her children. Mm-hmm. And this this creature, she does it. This creature literally comes back to finish what it's tried to what it started like thirty years ago. So, did she get away from the creature pre uh, before the story? Yep. Okay. Yep. So when she was fif- when she was fifteen, she es- she escaped it. Oh, rare. <laughs> huh? It's that's rare for the Wendigo to get it to get away from him. <laughs> the way I had it. I don't. I don't want to give too much away of how that happened because the, my producer and I, who we've been ta- we've been talking, we're just like this is the opening sequence to how she got away mm. was really. I feel. I always feel bad for the young actress who's going to be playing, <laughs> playing, <laughs> playing the younger version of the of the of the main character because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like oh this is bad, <laughs> but it, <laughs> but it works. <laughs> Good. That's it's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be fun. So this hasn't been filmed yet, right? You just you're still raising the funds for it. Yeah, the only thing I've done was I which is attached to the Kickstarter page is the little trailer I had created, mm-hmm. little teaser. Um I filmed the scenes and my friend my friend in Iowa who we went to film school together, she edited it together. Oh, nice. And it's it kind of I'm Again, sorry for the click clacking. <laughs> oh yeah, I hear it now. <laughs> He's everybody say hi to Barton. He's deciding to come and come and hang out. Um, <laughs> uh, so it was. I lost my train of thought because my dog's nails clicking on the floor. Now. <laughs> um. Oh, you have the teaser trailer. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah um, no problem. The teaser trailer kind of makes it look like it's very uh, Blair Witch mm-hmm. a little bit, um, but that's just to show the teaser. What I really want to cross my way, I really want to film this is really like Jaws meets The Watcher in the Woods. Yeah, nice. Uh, especially with the camera angles and stuff that they use, I love the camera angles that they used in Jaws, even though that was just because the shark didn't work. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> 
But The Watcher in the Woods, I love the camera work that they did with it, where it, anytime anybody entered the woods, the camera is following them. Mm-hmm. Right. And I love that. <laughs> oh. So this sounds like this movie is more story-driven, because it uh, talks about, I'm reading your page here, that mm-hmm. it deals with the guilt, the trauma, and learning to forgive yourself for, Wow. Yeah, it's very it's very story driven. The the Wendigo has a lot to do with. It's like the it's like the centerpiece to why she is the way she is. <laughs> Ooh. So we're looking at and also a, a type of redemption, <laughs> possibly. A, a, a little bit, yeah. Wow. I mean, she she holds a she holds a lot of guilt because somebody she was close to. Um, died protecting her from this thing. Oh. And she she holds a lot of guilt and a lot of self-hate and a lot of that. Wow. (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's talk more about, do you have a crew already? I have a crew. Um, They are a video production company called (laughs) Gansi.io. Oh. And they are based in Illinois, and they're they're an awesome group of people. I've been talking to them for about three, we've been developing all of this plan for the filming for about three months now. Oh boy! And we're just trying to can't like I said we're still trying to gain the funds so we can get it going. So right now it's a lot of talk and a lot of storyboard planning and all that fun stuff. Okay, have you also? cast it yet or is that still on hold um no casting has been just about completed i found my main i found my main character i just sent her her offer letter just got to wait for a sag to say i can have her (laughs) so i can't really say her name yet until sag says yeah you can you she can work with you (laughs) okay is there going to be so there's children in it too Yes. If she's if she's a mom, okay. And then yep. it said something about a dog and a cat. <laughs> yep, there's a dog and a cat too. Which the dog and the cat are very important. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> especially the cat. Everybody I kind of wanted to get rid of the stigma of black cats being bad luck. <laughs> That's gonna be hard. <laughs> it's gonna be hard, but I love black cats myself. <laughs> so the, her her daughter has a black cat, and the cat literally sits in the window at night, and it's growling. Oh. They think it's because the cat used to live in the big city, and now they just they moved her out in the middle of nowhere, and she's just seeing all these animals she's never seen before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. They, they don't realize she's seeing something a lot worse than a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> Kitties are funny. Kitties are funny. And Plus, they also have this uh, little stigma of being like in two different worlds. Like they can see the other side or see things that you humans normally can't see. I mean, they're great for stories. Yes, and dogs are dogs are great that way too. And yes, the dog the dog in the script he's based off the Labrador I I used to have. He was a he was a, I'm trying to describe him. He was, he was a goofy goober. That's all I could call him. 
But he was also very protective as well as, well as being the goofy goober that he was. <laughs> oh, comic relief hero dog. <laughs> kind of a little bit. Because as my producer says, he goes, the dog was smart. The dog left. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's one of the rules in horror movies that the dogs and cats are going to be okay. Just leave yeah. them alone. <laughs> I, that's a, I, I laugh watching Jaws because I laugh at myself because I'm more upset that the shark ate the dog. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> the oh. guy's on the beach calling for his dog, and you see the stick, and I'm like, that is so depressing. Oh. <laughs> uh. Or, I mean, they did that also in Friday the 13th. You, you thought you saw a dead dog, and mm. the dog actually was okay at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not a fan of, of dogs dying or cats, yeah. or cats dying, so I'm just like, I'm just like yeah, we're going to switch that up just a little bit. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a little, it, hurt, it pulls on the heartstrings a little more when it's a beloved pet that gets you know, hurt or killed in a horror movie. It's more heart-wrenching to me when that happens. I'm like, oh, no, not the cat. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, no, the poor kitty. I remember I was like, oh, what? Like I said, going back to Jaws, I was like, oh, poor puppy. And my aunt looks at me and she goes, poor puppy. What about the kid? (laughs) (laughs) See? (laughs) I'm just like, but the puppy. Yeah. have planned for shooting we are looking at six weeks oh oh because it's a feature film right yes all right and And when do you start shooting yes we are aiming to film starting on starting in june my goal my my goal is hopefully to get it started on june 1st but if that adjusts (laughs) i'm okay with that but june is my goal (laughs) And uh, what location are you filming at? Um, we are looking at Michigan. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> For the woodsy area. Yeah. And actually, the, we found, because um, I was just in Michigan about three weeks ago, visiting family. And my grandmother actually has like 38 acres of land. Oh. Of woodsy land. And she's just like, can you please use my land? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. She's, she's like, I even have the abandoned shack that you need. Can you? Ah, oh, <laughs> nice. I was just, she was just like, can you just, she goes, and if you guys are going to knock it down, could you? <laughs> wow. Goes, my land. <laughs> that is so great to have that available to you. Because that's yeah. usually the, the worst thing is the location and you have to rent it or ask permission and sometimes they're not so willing. <laughs> yeah, no, my, because my, it's my grandmother and my aunt. They're both like, can you f- just film it here? Film all your scary scenes here. <laughs> so are you guys going to camp out out there <laughs> while, you're, while you're there? I mean, you have uh, open we land. Figured, we haven't figured out the lodging part yet. <laughs> oh, okay. I'd be like, that'd be perfect to get into that but I'm sure it's probably cold. Well, no, Um, June, it should be a little warmer. It should be a little warmer. 
I don't know if I think everybody would not have a lot of fun with all the amount of mosquitoes out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Is it near uh, near water? It's they've got a big pond in their bed on their land. <laughs> oh yeah, the mosquitoes would be awful. Uh. But yeah, it's it. We're excited. I sent the pictures of like the of the structure that she was talking about because the because this whole shack is like like the it pops up consistently in the mm-hmm. script, so it's like important. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. And you've got that nice. Yeah, because we were I was we were trying to figure it out. We're like, how are we gonna get this? How are we gonna get this shack and make it? you know, look abandoned without destroying somebody else's property. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're just like, I don't want to ask somebody, hey, can I use your stone shack? Oh, and can I also, like, make make it look like a bunch of hoodlums, like, spray painted all over it and stuff? <laughs> oh, yeah, and at the end, we're going to blow it up. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, okay. We just, you know, we knocked it over. Is that okay? Did <laughs> yeah. it implode on itself? <laughs> I love those conversations. <laughs> I just like I don't want to do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just and I'm just like I don't even know how how to make that a convincing conversation. <laughs> Can I ruin your property just for this? I promise we'll put it back the way I found it. <laughs> close. It'll be close. Because <laughs> I can get it. <laughs> I I'm not a miracle worker. <laughs> so um. How much uh, is this mostly going to be practical effects for the Wendigo and all that, or, or are you also going to throw in some CGI or anything like that? I'm throwing in a little bit of special effects. I have a friend who I went to film school with. He does amazing special effects work, mm. and I, and I would love it if I could have him help out with like, especially with some of them. I don't want I don't want to put a poor actor in a, in a lot of prosthetics for so long. Mm. <laughs> Because I would just feel guilty just filming and this poor guy's just like like dying inside this prosthetic mask for hours. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard, I I mean, even Jim Carrey put a foot through the wall when he had to wear his Grinch makeup. I'm like, I don't want that. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um. But he does wonderful special effects, and I also would like, so I would like, for like the faraway shots, I feel like it would like if there's a moment where the window goes walking around the corner, I would love to have like a special effect where we can have like a full body look. Mm-hmm. Like the only time we see the full body. Because <laughs> we because the, you don't really see it until like the last half of the movie. Most of the time you're it's just following and it's mimicking. It's <laughs> it's really creepy just because you know it's there, but you can't see it. Yeah. I think that is much scarier when you can't see it yet, but you can hear it and you know it's there, but you can't see it. I think that's a little scarier than, well, and then when you see it, it has to be terrifying. <laughs> yeah. My cousin is actually designing the Wendigo as we speak. He just oh. Which is actually on the Kickstarter page, the the face, that's his design. Really? Yeah, that was that's his that was that's his that's his Wendigo design. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. 
he's he's right now he's trying to figure out the actual full body look because when he showed my aunt his mom the face she's she's just like you need to stop showing me that's really terrifying because <laughs> he kept then, asking her opinion she goes that is so scary awesome okay now you can stop showing me <laughs> Well, that's the point. It has to be scary. It has to be really scary. Because my director mind, because when he showed me, when he finally showed me the sketch himself, I I just, I got so excited because I started picturing that very moment when you finally see its face for the first time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just that, per- I don't, like I said, I don't want to give away too much because otherwise it's going to ruin the fun. <laughs> right, right. Okay. But it's, but it's good at that whole I'm just, I'm excited I'm excited about that just that one specific scene I'm like I can't wait to film that part. <laughs> All right, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about the the funding. Uh, you're asking for is two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yes. And that most uh, that sounds like it covers a lot of like uh, the the makeup effects, uh, the the cast, the crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially and. With- Especially if I can get my get this get this union actress part of this, yeah. <laughs> oh right, that's right. And wardrobe, oh wardrobe would be fun. <laughs> oh yeah, she's having she's having a lot of fun. She's she already sent me like her flip book of designs that she has thought up for the for the characters, which I sent her some picture. Here's a here's a little fun here's a little fun fact. The main character, she's actually, her personality and everything, she's actually based off my mom. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. And so ah. she's, yeah, she's based off my mom. She, my mom was the inspiration for this, for this character. <laughs> now, how does she dress? <laughs> my mom dresses very, com- she dresses her, she wears sneakers, jeans, and a t-shirt if it's cold a sweater and my mom's very my mom's very laid back <laughs> casual wear all right all well, right I mean it's funny because it kind of shows the contrast of the character herself because she used when you see her in her adult life she used to live in this rich lifestyle but even in the rich lifestyle she's still just she was still just her <laughs> oh that's cool and that's what she was trying to instill. That's another thing she's trying to teach her children <laughs> who grew up in this rich lifestyle. And all of a sudden, oh, hey, we're moving into this small town now. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's uh, we're down to 21 days as of today for mm-hmm. uh, the the funding. And you chose an all or nothing for the... I, okay. I I did, and I'm think I'm an opt. I'm very optimistic. <laughs> so all I can think of is if it doesn't work, if this one doesn't work this time around, I, it's not gonna stop me from still trying again and again. <laughs> oh, good. So you're thinking of other ways. If this doesn't, if you don't get your funding, there's other ways you can raise funding. I've been I've been trying to talk to people. I've been trying to talk to people. I've been um, trying to meet people. Um, I've um, have producers who are giving me advice of how to do that. Um, just finding what is 
just by, just meeting the people that I need. Just put it to put it that way. Oh, good. Uh, so, Sarah, are you? Do you have some questions? Uh, yeah. Since you have been writing about Vendigo for such a long time, is it now your favorite horror creature? It actually is. Which, ironically, one of my one of the friends that I have, he he calls himself the Wendigo, which I find so funny now. <laughs> And because he's way before this, before the Wendigo even started uh, becoming the creature that it was, he he had his own comic book dealing with his own version of Wendigo. And I was just, I was just like, I promise you, this is so not what you wrote about. <laughs> but yeah, no, this Wendigo is probably my favorite just because it's so mysterious. I mean, you go into the lore, even most. Native American tribes won't even talk about it. They will mm. literally be like, yeah, no, um, we believe in it. We won't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. <laughs> wow. Cool. We, we, we don't want to, because they're, because they see it as a evil spirit and they're, and yeah. certain tribes believe that if you talk about it, it invites it in. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's, right. that's why they're like, oh yeah, we, we believe it, but no, we won't talk about it with you. and how do i get some story here (laughs) well it's amazing because a lot of the stories i've heard about people this is this is why i love youtube (laughs) a lot of the scary stories i've looked up because i typed in wendigos and i've actually found stories where people have said they have seen one oh and you're listening to their firsthand accounts about how they believe they've seen one. And I'm like, well, first of all, that'd be like the most terrifying thing that I don't even know if I could talk about it to a YouTube page. <laughs> wow. And so hearing these stories and hearing so, so many people's different experiences that they've had, that they said they had, but they all say the same thing. It's mim- it mimics a human voice every time. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think is the creepiest thing because it's like it can mimic anything you it wants. Yeah, because it's it's trying to entice its prey. Yeah. So yeah, I've heard I heard somebody say it mimicked like their it mimicked their aunt who was in another county. Oh, wow! And I was like, that is terrifying. You know, this person is in another county, but yet you know the voice that right at the front door. <laughs> Yeah. And wow. yeah, that that's one of the and there's so many designs of pe- that people draw up of Wendigo. There's like I said, my cousin's design, and I find it interesting. I feel people uh, cross the Wendigo design with also the Native American shapeshifter. Mm-hmm. Skinwalker, excuse me. I always skinwalkers. Call yeah. Yeah. Shifter, but I mean skinwalker. Yeah. But because I've seen people designed the Wendigo with horns on the head and the deer head. And I'm like, that's a skinwalker look. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but yeah, no, to answer your question, Sarah, it is really, it is my, it's become my favorite creature. <laughs> it knocked off, it knocked off the dog man stories. Because <laughs> <laughs> cool. just because it's just so, it's just, I feel like it's almost like the perfect predator. I think so. <laughs> because it uses it uses its, its environment also for traps, and it also can set up traps. Yes. 
So it has a human human uh, thinking ability. Yeah, and the stories I've because you have like in the Native American lore where they see it as a uh, evil spirit, and then you have people who's or then you have other lords where they believe it was once a person that got so desperate during some sort of horrible condition, like they were a lone survivor or something. They got so desperate for over being starving and they just want to live. So they started eating the bodies of the dead around them. And that's how they become this monster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was just oh. like, that is, I was like, that's just scary in itself. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you've been like studying this for quite a, wa- a long time then. Very long time. Okay. Um, this project, I've worked on many projects, but this one is the the big one, the big passion one, the one where I've put my heart and soul into, not into all aspects of it. <laughs> Whoa. Sounds like, yeah, definitely a big project deal. Nice. Yeah, it's. When the saying goes, blood, sweat, and tears were put into this, oh, yeah, very much so. <laughs> Especially when coming up with the, the, like I said, coming up with the storyline itself, where I was just like, I need to have, I can't just have a monster be there just because it needs to be there. <laughs> right, right. I need it to be there for some reason. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, uh, it's the background of the whole story, just it's in the background because it's mostly about this woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's about, it's about, yeah. And it's about her. And it's like, it's, I'll just, I'll just say, I, I'll just say this really quick. There is a moment where you, that's like the creep, which is like one of the most creepiest scenes I wrote. Cause my dog scared me like mid writing this scene. <laughs> <laughs> like nice. she, he, you, she hears something and she, and she looks out, she doesn't see anything, but then she looks again and there's like a scratch on her window. Ooh. Like it's taunting her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the thing that makes it so interesting to, because I have a friend who helped me um, get the kinks out of how to make the Wendigo work without making him look cliche. <laughs> right, right. Because he's, he's just like, well, you made it like this, so why are you writing it this way? Oh, that's true. Why am I doing it this way? Because <laughs> he, he's been, this friend of mine, he's been a, like a soundboard of making sure the story works. Because, like I said, five-year project, you work on something for so long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it's... <laughs> so, uh, have, you been, have you been a long-time horror fan? Ironically, I became a horror fan after I graduated high school. Because <laughs> I remember the first movie I watched, I was five years old, and my dad thought it'd be a good idea to watch Poltergeist. Oh, no! <laughs> my mom's answer was, yeah, you are so staying up with them. <laughs> but then... I wasn't a horror fan for so long. I was like, I hate being scared. I hate being terrified. Then I graduated high school, and I don't know what triggered it, but I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. (laughs) Then I I just started, and I don't think, and I haven't looked back since. I just watch horror movies all the time. I have, like, the original Amityville horror with with Margot Kidder. Yes. And I have... I have both Conjuring films, mm-hmm. and 
I have so many like the old, I have like such the class, like, and of course, um, actually, no, I do remember. I take that back. It wasn't after high school that I got into horror. It was actually my, my English teacher in middle school that got me into it. Oh, she showed us Watcher in the Woods in English. Yeah. And it was the first Betty Davis movie I had ever seen. <laughs> you know, me too. That was the first time I've seen her. I saw her was Watcher in the Woods. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because the, the video production company I'm working with never heard of it. <laughs> what? Yeah. They're just like, what is that? Like, you just just go look it up. Just <laughs> And they like, even did a remake of it. Which I'm wasn't too thrilled with yeah. <laughs> only because I'm such, I love the way Betty Davis did it. <laughs> yeah. It seemed like Angelica Houston just couldn't hold that role. You know, it just wasn't right with her in it. Just that, just the, like that, especially that pond scene. I was like, Oh, that scene to me is so iconic. Cause she just looks so angry and just like, Oh my gosh, is she really going to kill her? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Just the remake. Was, oh, I was disappointed in the remake. <laughs> So I feel she only she actually only startled me one time. Angelica Houston did in that in that movie. It was in the very beginning after she meets the girls and the oldest girl goes inside and she just suddenly turns and she has her hands on the pillar looking at the woods. Mm-hmm. That's I was like, right. That 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 was like the one time I got startled. I was like, oh, that was kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah, and then after that, it just kind of fizzled out. Yeah, so, yeah, I was like, you kind of took all, put all the scare in like the first ten minutes. Yeah, and then just couldn't hold it. Just couldn't yeah. hold it. Yeah, not, not like the way, not like the way Betty Davis did it. Where and I, and that's kind of ironic because I feel like it's also because Betty Davis's eyes made it really creepy because her eyes were her iconic eyes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I agree. And. Oh. I find myself with a, I find myself because I work in, I work at a hospital, mm-hmm. and sometimes if I'm, if I'm alone on a floor, I actually find myself humming that little music box. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is a creepy tune. It is a creepy tune, and then I stop myself. I'm like, I probably shouldn't be doing this as I'm alone. <laughs> <laughs> There's nobody here, <laughs> and I'm. Oh. Song. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, my English teacher showed us that, and uh, and it wasn't supposed to be part of a horror section of the class. She was using it as a mystery lesson. It it had a mystery in it, yes. It in it, yeah, but I was I was just like, this movie is terrifying. Yes, it was. <laughs> it scared the crap out of me when I was little. Oh yeah. And then I found it really funny. I was like when you the credits pop up and you see Disney and it's like, this is a Disney movie. <laughs> I know <laughs> that something wicked this way comes. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Right? And after, and after that, I haven't looked back since ever since watching watcher in the woods. I think I, because when VHS was a thing. <laughs> yes. I still have a collection of that. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. But, she loaned me her VHS that she used for her lessons. I almost broke the tape. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but thankfully now it's on DVD now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. I, have like, I have like the special edition DVD of that. And then, then then came to other, then I was, then I, when I was living after high school, I tried poltergeist again. <laughs> 
And then I was laughing because I was like, oh, my gosh, I was so scared of this when I was five. And now I'm just laughing because this ghost looks like a Great Dane. (laughs) (laughs) I just couldn't. I just I was just like, I was so this movie was so scary. I also didn't like the remake of that one either. (laughs) Yeah, the remake. uh... They need to stop remaking horror films. Yeah, but they're not going to. There's more on the list. Like, they're hitting more of the 80s classics to remake. Well, I've, I heard that they're planning on remaking The Creature from the Black Lagoon, and I'm like, no. Yeah. Leave that one alone. Leave yeah, it. <laughs> several several companies want to remake the, the Monsters of Horror, and... Uh, I worked for yeah. a, I worked for a survey company when they were re, when they did the Tom Cruise the Mummy. Yeah. <laughs> and I laughed because there was a comment written on the survey card that said the name Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde is too on the nose, and I'm just like, <laughs> you do know that was a character in a book, right? <laughs> like a whole legitimate book called Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Just I mean, they're even going to remake Christine that's on the list. I mean, it's just, it's pissing me off. (laughs) Like, I thought, and I saw they're doing Pet Cemetery too. And I'm like, come on, even even Stephen King is scared of his own book. Come on now. Yeah. (laughs) The one book Stephen King wrote that terrified him. Yeah. But he's he's starting to take back the rights to a lot of his stuff, so he doesn't want his stuff remade. Makes sense. Yeah, so that's good. The one book of his that I read all the way through was actually was actually Cujo. Ooh. Which ironically is the one book he does not remember writing. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> he he honestly does not remember writing Cujo. Wow. He he knows he did because it manuscript was in his house. <laughs> wow! He doesn't remember. And well, he must have been on some good drugs. <laughs> well, actually, actually, I, he's a he, he's a he's a recovering alcoholic, so oh, he was probably right. blacked out. <laughs> and it comes out when you're all drunk. Because <laughs> yeah. especially when he's like, I'm scared of Pet Cemetery, and I'm like, that's your book. <laughs> If, if it's scaring you, that's too intense. Yeah. It also but, is a, a good book. <laughs> it's a good book if it scares you. Yeah. Like, like even writing some of the scenes in my own script, it scared me and I'm the writer. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. If you, if you scare yourself writing, oh, you know you're on it. It was just, all I could think about was just writing that one, one scene and I think my all my dog did was jump off the bed, and I think about I almost jumped like twenty feet out of my chair. <laughs> wow! Because I got so into it, I was like in the mind of her and the and the Wendigo. So it was just like I was just like so in. I was just so in the zone. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Then as like, sorry, I keep going. I keep trailing off. Okay. Yeah, the and like I said, I haven't since I started since Watcher in the Woods. I haven't looked back since of not watching a horror horror film, which is funny because my mom and my sister can't stand horror movies. <laughs> they <laughs> hate being scared. <laughs> yeah, 
and here's me. I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna go see this one. But it's hard to find. It's hard to find a horror movie these days that actually terrifies me, except for the Conjuring movies. Uh, so, what's the the last horror movie that you watched recently? Oh, gotta think on that one. <laughs> um, I started watching that Annabelle the Creation. Oh yeah. But I never, I have yet to get all the way through it because I need to just have a day where I have a moment to actually sit down and watch it all the way through. Because right now I just keep watching it in pieces. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's it's it's hard, it's hard. Yeah, <laughs> my days are so busy. I'm working on when to go when I'm not working at the hospital, and then I'm working at the hospital for eight hours, and then I'm coming home working on this. So <laughs> you oh. forget to turn on TV and a movie every once in a while. Oh, so uh, I noticed one of the pledges is a walk-on role, mm-hmm. and you have up to fifteen. So uh, you left the story open enough to add extras in there. Yep, there's there's like a di- there's like a diner scene, there's a coffee shop scene, there's some scenes in the actual town that would work that would work for walk-on roles and extras. Oh, so uh, are you also filming in in town? Uh, which town in Michigan? Um, right now, we were looking at uh, Manistique, but that is so far away. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so we're looking... I would like to stay in the Hartford area where the where my grandmother's land is, okay. which is a small... Which is a very small town. Just... We just need to... We're going to be scouting locations, actual locations soon. Okay. So there's more indoor scenes than outdoor or or it's mostly going to be outdoor. A lot of it is outdoor. There's also, there's some indoor scenes. Um, like we see the inside of the family home. Like I said, there's also this coffee shop, the diner. There's also a bar scene. <laughs> there's a lot of locations, but they're all important. <laughs> good, 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 good. Because I had somebody say, you need to cut down some locations. And I literally went through the script. I'm like, I can't. Every location has a specific conversation or moment that needs to happen that pushes it forward. I can't just take it away. <laughs> yeah, because uh, that'll take away from the story. And, and the movie will be a little lopsided is what I call it. Because <laughs> yeah, then you'll know that something is missing. <laughs> yeah. Especially me. <laughs> hey, Matt. Got any questions? Uh, oh, I'm here. I'm here. Relax. I was like, <laughs> no, I, I, I got one. Um, mm-hmm. And that is, you're actually, I think, the first person we've ever interviewed that's dealt with union um, actors. Mm-hmm. What's, that, oh, yeah. what's that process like? Because, I, I, well, like I said, we've never had anybody like that, so we've never got asked that question. Very long. <laughs> oh, because you have to fill. I'm. You have to fill out a certain form, like literally telling them every little teeny tiny detail of what that actor is gonna do, where she, where she's gonna be. Are you feed what? What? But at this point, I just like. What's what's the debt? It's like it's it's like um, where is she gonna be at? What time is she gonna be there? What do you? What's your budget for this? Who is your crew for this? How many union actors do you want in here? How many non-union actors are part of this? <laughs> wow, it's it's a very it's a very 
long process it, but I've, I'm working with my producer to get that together because I really want her part of part of this, and she really wants to be part of this. <laughs> nice. She's we. She's been patiently waiting for a few weeks now, <laughs> and every once in a while, she'll send me an email going, "Hey, any updates for me?" Uh, nice. Right, right. right. So how how long is the wait for uh, an answer? Um, because I haven't finished. I'm still working with my producer to filling out the form because they want like um line by line budget. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's that's probably the part that's taking the longest. Right. Well, yeah. Gives the line by line budget of where she where where are they staying? Where are you filming? Where what are you using? What cameras are you using? What makeup artists are you using? Jeez, they really want details. I mean, I get it because they want to make sure that she gets her fair share mm-hmm. because she is union, and we have to we have to follow the union rules. Which I knew, but it's, it, but I I reached out to her asking her if she would like to take a look at this role, knowing I was going to do this. So I was quite prepared to going through the process of having her part of this. <laughs> wow. I was so, I was so prepared for, so prepared for it. Cause I, I would, she's a good actress and I've auditioned like probably over 150 women before her. Wow. And they weren't, they weren't reading her lines right. <laughs> oh. I've, I was seeing, not not to I mean wonderful actresses wonderful, but I just wasn't getting that specific emotion I was looking for, mm-hmm. and it helps that she's a mom herself, uh-huh. so I felt like she was able to get more of that connection to her that I was looking for. Oh, and I mean I'm I'm like I said I'm not done with the other actresses they were all so one they were all so good they were. They they are they're all talented, but it just wasn't the puzzle pieces weren't fitting. <laughs> right, and, then, and that's important. That's important. Yeah, and that's the hardest part about auditioning is finding that piece. That's <laughs> like the next to finding funding and everything like that. Finding the cast that does it the way you imagine it is like so difficult. Oh. But yeah, that that takes the time is getting the people together. Mm-hmm. And I mean, have just felt everybody together just now need the funding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, why don't you why don't you tell people where they can find out about your project besides from us? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can find everything about the project on Facebook. There is a Facebook page called The Haunted Investigator. Oh. And- and I I post links of updates and um, every everything like that like and also reminders of the Kickstarter page to go to go and find out more information. I try to keep everything updated to show what's going on with the the IMDb page that it's part of. Oh, good. That is set up for it. Um, yeah, face, Facebook and IMDb. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Nicole, for joining us today. So we've been talking to Nicole Sell for her Kickstarter project of Wendigo coming soon. 
And we will let you know when we know. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole, for joining us today. Thank you so much. Nice, nice talking to all of you. Certain people, often well enough liked, genial souls whom one is always glad to meet, 
yet who have the faculty of disappearing without being missed. Crutchley was one of them. It wasn't until his name was mentioned casually that evening at the Stuargates that most of us remembered we hadn't seen him for the last year or two. Yes, I remember. I was talking to old Crutchley at the time. Oh, he's awfully sweet. I always liked him. Wasn't it queer? He seemed to have dropped completely out of things. For the last year or two, he's been living very quietly with his people in Norfolk. Really? I heard from him only the other day, as a matter of fact. I wonder why he's chosen to efface himself. He was rather a lamb in his way. I used to adore that shiny black hair of his, which always made me think of patent leather. (laughs) It's as white as the ceiling now. Pardon? I said, it's as white as the ceiling now. Oh, no, 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 no. We're speaking of Simon Crutchley. I mean Simon Crutchley. But that lovely, sleek hair. What, what happened? Did he have a nervous breakdown? Something like that. Biotex, the new soak and pre-wash powder presents Beyond Midnight by Michael McCabe. In this series of programs, ladies, it's our intention to talk to you about biotechs and promote it to you for the laundry. Now, we've made claims that biotechs will get rid of the stubbornness stains just by soaking. I dare say, like others, you feel a, a bit skeptical about these claims. And so we've been collecting letters from ladies who use biotechs just to quote to you from time to time in order to authenticate our advertisement. And Mrs. O'Duff of Beach Road, Sea Point in the Cape, wrote and said that biotechs is a very welcome product for the household. Biotex has a unique quality that it does what it claims to do. Mrs. Dove finished by saying, I have proved your claims about Biotex and am delighted with the results. And then a Mrs. Rita Stewart of Hans-Stratum Avenue, Littleton, Transvaal, said, We have tried your Biotex for all our children's clothes and also white underclothing and were absolutely amazed at the change in their appearance. And I can assure you, said Mrs. Stewart, that I will be a regular user of Biotex. So, buy Biotex for yourself and your laundry. Don Cole, isn't it? Good of you, Handy. Share your cab like this. Our ways lie in the same direction. Uh, There was a method in my madness, though, Prince Old Man. I wanted to ask you about Crutchley. Oh. Ah, I smell a story. Yes. It's a queer and rather terrible story. There's even one bit that he couldn't... or wouldn't tell. So no one but he knows what the sight was that sent him off his head for six months and had his hair as white as snow. The night's young yet. Come to my place and have a drink. I'll tell you all I know. A driver. greatly interested in Joan of Arc, you see, and decided to go over to France to work, as it were, on the spot. 
I don't know if you like Rouen. Crutchley was delighted with it. He found a hotel practically undiscovered by the English and the Americans. L'Hotel d'Avignon. It stands halfway down one of those old world streets near the Gare de la Rouge en Dark. Crutchley liked it immediately and decided to stay. It was out of season. There were plenty of rooms. It was a hotel where many ate but few slept. Crutchley then had a choice of rooms on the first floor. Monsieur? Hmm. Well, this seems. Ah. There's a little garden out here. Oui, monsieur. The hotel is very old. It is built onto the side of the hill. The garden... And the garden's a story about the street. Oh, I care for this. Mm, it wouldn't get much sun, would it, though? Well, that's a plane tree, isn't it? Monsieur? Yes, yes, I think it is. <laughs> it's so quiet. Reminds me of some of the little squares in the inns of court. Oui, monsieur. Uh, yes, please, I, I should like this room. Uh, please arrange my luggage to be sent up. I, I'm a writer, you see, and the garden appeals to me as a place to work. It never occurred to our friend that a square enclosed on all sides by brick and almost completely starved of sunlight would be something of an unhealthy place. He was quite fascinated. The very next day, he took pen and writing materials and sitting on one of the decrepit paint-peeling seats, he started on his study of the Maid of Orléans. To begin with, his writing wasn't successful. I think Crutchley mistook the almost unnatural silence for peace. Instead, the lack of noise bred in him an indefinable restlessness. It was almost a relief to break off from his labors and go out into the little town. Crutchley had five days at the hotel, five fruitless days as far as work went, when something strange happened. It was his habit to undress in the dark because his window was overlooked by dozens of others. One night, he was smoking and stepping into his pajama trousers when he wandered over the window and looked out. Plain tree might be cars out of jade. Nothing stirring at all. looked down to the old green seat where he tried to work only that morning. With a faint, unreasonable thrill and a slight tingling of the nostrils, he realized that someone was sitting there. Hmm. It's a woman. Yes, a woman. She sat with her head turned away. One arm was thrown along the sloping back of the seat. He said that her attitude was one of extreme dejection, of abject and complete despair. Woman, this time of night, can't see. I could never see her face. Not even from one of the windows on the western side. The scar she's wearing hides completely. Well, 
Honestly, uh, you're a romantic. Probably one of the chambermaids had a tip for the head waiter. I've been meaning to ask you for the last week. Uh, can I have a harder pillow? Monsieur? Uh, pillow. Harder. <laughs> I'm sorry. My, my French is about as good as my Lithuanian, and I don't speak that at all. A pillow. This thing here. Harder. Ah! <laughs> oui, oui. Yes, thanks. Oh, one more thing. Who's the lady who sits out there in the garden late at night? I mean, I, I say sits. Well, she was there last night anyway. Somehow, though, I... Did have the feeling that she might go there often. Hmm? Uh, who is she? A uh, sort of sad-looking woman. The chambermaid turned towards the window. Our friend saw a rapid movement of her right hand. It was done very quickly. Just the touch of her forefinger on her brow and a rapid fumbling of fingers at her breast. But he knew she had made the sign of the cross. There is no lady standing in the Monsieur? Monsieur? It's been mistaken. Will Monsieur take coffee or the English tea? Darling, let's go out and paint the town red. But what about your headache? Oh, that's gone. Grandpa headache powders did the trick. Grandpa headache powders kill pain. Soothe strained nerves and lift depression. Grandpa headache powders are extra effective because they have a triple action. Grandpa headache powders work extra fast because they dissolve almost immediately. Get fast, effective relief from any pain, all pain. Get Grandpa headache powders. Ah, Grandpa. Amazing new Biotex acts with a biological action to soak out the stubbornest stains and loosen dirt. New Biotex is great for all textiles and synthetics, whites and colors. It contains no bleach. Get amazing new Biotex today and let soaking do the washing. The wine list, monsieur. Oh, thank you, Pierre. Thanks. Are you quite comfortable in your room, sir? Mm -hmm. Oh, quite, thank you. Thank you. Uh, 
There is a very pleasant room in the front, sir. It's quite so big, and then there is the sun. Perhaps you like it better, sir, huh? Mm hmm? Uh, the white wine there, please. How do you pronounce it, Pierre? Uh, Le Cromertin, monsieur. Oh, a good choice, very good. The room, sir, in the front. Uh... No, no, thanks, no, thanks. I, I shouldn't get a wink of sleep. You see, none of your motor traffic seems to be equipped with silencers. With trams, motor horns, and market cars bumping about all over the place across those cobbles, I should never get any peace. Very good, monsieur. Mm -hmm. I believe I'm on the trail of something queer here. The chambermaid's been talking to him, obviously. I wonder what's wrong. What they think is wrong. Crutchley forgot about it for a little while and tucked into the very excellent food they served at l'Hôtel d'Avignon. When they had waited return to his table, though, with the wine, he reopened the subject. Why do you want me to change my room? I do not wish for you to change your room if you are satisfied, monsieur. Well, when I am not satisfied, I say so. so. Why do you think I may not be? I only wish for you to be more comfortable, sir. There is no sun behind the house. It is better to be where the sun comes sometimes. Besides, I think monsieur is one who sees... The head waiter's last remark seemed cryptic, but our friend let it go. He didn't feel like discussing the sad lady he'd seen at any length with Pierre. During the afternoon and evening, Crutchley had tried to work. He was incapable of concentration, though. He knew, and he was angry with himself because he knew, that he was eking out his patience until night came, in the hope of seeing once more that still figure of despair in the garden. Bien, monsieur. 
I think perhaps he has something to do with it. You will please have the goodness to return to your room. No, not the room which you have left, sir. That is not a good room. But come with me, I shall show you another. What do you mean by interfering with me? It's not a prison or an asylum. I'm going to the garden for a breath of fresh air before I go to sleep. That, sir, is impossible. The air of the garden is not good at night. Besides, the doors are locked and the patron... He have the keys. Hey, you're blasted insolent. That's what you are. Tomorrow I'll report you. Now get out, get, get out, get out of my way. Take me for a thief because I leave my room at midnight. Never mind. I can reach the garden from my window. <coughs> what the... What do you think you're doing, man? Shh. Monsieur. Monsieur. The bon Dieu has sent me to save you. I have waited tonight because I know you must try to enter the garden. Have I your permission to enter your room with you and speak with you a little while? This is Bedlam. Oh, if you must. I do not think she is there, sir, because I am here and I do not see. Monsieur is the one who sees, as I tell him this morning. But he will not see her when he is with one who does not see. What are you talking about? Who is she? Who she is, I cannot say, sir. And the head waiter blessed himself with quick, nervous fingers. But who she was, I can perhaps tell you. You mean to try and tell me she's what they call a ghost, apparition, or some blasted thing? It does not matter what one calls her, monsieur. She is here sometimes for certain who are able to see her. Monsieur wishes very much to see her face. Monsieur must not see it. There was one who looked five years ago, and another perhaps seven, eight. The first he make die after two, three days. The other, uh, he is still mad. That is why I come to save you, monsieur. There was in this town a notary of the name Lebrun. And in a village halfway from here to Dieppe is a grand chateau in which there lived a lady, une jeune fille, with her father and mother. And the lady was very beautiful, but not very good, monsieur. Well, go on. Well, I, I don't quite see what this has to do with you. will, please. Eh bien, Monsieur Lebrun fell in love with her. I think she loved him too, better as all the others. So he made application for her hand. But he was bourgeois and she was aristocrat. He had not so very much money and the application, it was refused. And so they find for her another husband who she loved not. And she find herself someone else and there is divorce. And she have many lovers for she was very beautiful but not so very good. For ten years perhaps she make her beauty to make slaves of men. And one he made kill himself because of her. But she does not mind. And all the time, Monsieur Lebrun, he does not marry because he could not love another woman. But 
lady. She have a dreadful accident. It is a lamp which blow up and hurt her face. In those days, the surgeons did not know how to make new features. Oh, it was dreadful, monsieur. She had been so lovely, and now she had nothing left except uh, just the eyes. And she go about wearing a long, thick veil because she had become terrible to see. And her lovers, they no longer love. And she have no husband because she have been divorced. Well, what happened? You mean she's the so, one? Monsieur Lebrun, he write to her father, and once more he make offer for her hand. The father he is willing because she no longer very young and she is terrible to see. But the father he's a man of honor, Monsieur, and he insists that Monsieur Lebrun see her face before he decided if he still wish her in marriage. So a meeting is arranged and her father and her mother bring her here to this hotel. The lady come with them wearing her thick veil. She insists to see Monsieur Lebrun alone. So she wait out there in the garden. Love huh? is not always what we think it. Perhaps Monsieur Lebrun think all the time that his love goes deeper than her beauty. And when he see her dreadful, changed face, he find out the truth. Perhaps when she put aside the veil, she see that he uh, flinch. But Monsieur Lebrun, he walk out alone and she stays sitting on the seat down there. And presently her mother and her father come, but she does not speak or move. And in her hand they find a little empty bottle, monsieur. She... Oh, my... Well, all her life she lived for love. Lebrun is the last of her lovers. When he no longer love, then that is the last of everything. She had bring the bottle with her in case he does not love. It happened a long time ago. And now perhaps, monsieur, understand why perhaps it is better he sleep in the front of the building tonight and change his hotel tomorrow. But why does she come back? Uh, how do we know, monsieur? She's a thing of evil. When her face was lovely, while she lived, she used it to destroy men. Now she still uses it to destroy, but uh, otherwise. She has some great evil power which draw those who can see her. They feel they must not rest until they have looked upon her face. And that face is not good. Another drink handy, old man? Uh, no, thanks. L listen, that can't be all. <laughs> Poor old Crutchley. Uh, but that can't be all. No, it isn't quite all. I wish that it were. Crutchley was scared. He changed his room and the next day he moved out. He went to another hotel, tried to work but couldn't. 
The horror of the thing had a fascination for him. And the next night, as it started to get dark, he asked himself why he shouldn't go and look. He was compelled. Why shouldn't I go and see? It couldn't hurt me. Not if I look from a distance. He didn't realize that she was drawing him, drawing him to her. He went to the hotel, Hotel Devigno. He walked around the building twice and then walked straight in through the swing doors as if he still stayed there. He went to the first floor and found one of the doors that led into the walled garden. It was late and the door was unlocked. He just stood there, staring in horror at that which sat upon the seat. He was drawn like a moth to a candle flame. Madam, please look at me. Madam, let me... Let me see your face. Madam, please look at me. Madam, I know your story and I pity you. Allow me to see your face. He was lost. He knew it. The power was too strong for him. He bent over her. left in her face. But it wasn't just that. It was something much worse, much more subtle. Something happened, I know, before his sense left him. Poor devil, he couldn't tell me. He's getting better, though. Nerves still in shreds, of course. And he has one or two peculiar aversions. What are they? He can't bear to be touched. Or to hear anybody laugh. Beyond Midnight is presented every Friday night at half past nine by Biotex, the new soak and pre-wash powder. The program is adapted for broadcasting and produced by Michael McCabe. And that wraps up another episode of EMZT Radio, Women in Horror Month. Uh, Yes, thank you to Miss Nicole Sell for talking about Wendigo. That's a really, that sounds like a really good project. I am looking forward to that. It does. We, We do need more Wendigo films. Yeah, because, you know, Everything's saturated with werewolf, you know, werewolf, yes. vampires, but obscure ones like Wendigos and Skinwalkers yes. and things like that need to have more of them. I, yeah. I got a challenge for somebody out there. The Grafton Monster. Oh. West Virginia mm-hmm. lore. Now, you know, that uh, I know Fallout is, is, is a terrible piece of shit and please don't buy it. 
<laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to tell everybody right now, Fallout 76 is a terrible piece of shit and please don't buy it. But I love the fact they did put the West Virginia lore in the game. Yeah. And the Grafton monster is in there and the Mothman is in there. I can't mm-hmm. remember what his freaking name is. But I would love to see um, movies based on West Virginia lore. Because it's just yeah. so interesting when you read it. Because like, I, I read so much of it gearing up for Fallout 76 and I was that i was so disappointed it was such a terrible ass of a game <laughs> why did you do this to me bethesda why <laughs> fuck you bethesda you better have a good uh, game coming out just put out another elder scrolls and everybody will forget that your fucking uh engine is like 20 years old and and you're, yeah we're, you're, you're all worthless but, we're still waiting for elder scroll 6 we're still waiting oh, supposedly later this supposedly year. it's uh going to elsewhere Talking more with the Khajiits. Yeah. Yeah. That That's supposed to be later this year, I think. After they, they yeah. get out Starfield, which is going to be a total pile of shit, too. So, uh, you never know. They might you surprise can, you. You can tell how low my expectations are now. Fucking Bethesda game. So fuck you, Bethesda. And it was so weird. You were so excited for Fallout 76. And also double fuck you, EA, as well. <laughs> just because you're Electronic Arts. Double and triple fuck you, EA. <laughs> That was my favorite game thing. What, EA? Yeah. Until they became greedy little assholes and was like, hey, you want to, you want something cool in the game? Pump up, pump out a hundred bucks. <laughs> fuck you, EA. Uh. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck your microtransactions. And, um. Yeah. Yeah. The micro, microtransactions were not fun. The, nope. the angry horror game. And I think that's going to be my new thing on YouTube now. The angry horror gamer. There you go. Where I just ripped rip the shit all the fucking horror games going fuck you just every 20 minutes. And be demonetized. <laughs> shit, we're demonetized already on fucking YouTube. I know. Yeah, because I we, we, put, we dare put music in our fucking podcast, so but, guess what? But, but you can't permission. make money. We have permission. Yeah, fuck I know. Um, CD Baby keeps coming at me about music from Luke and Wolf, and oh. I'm like, no. Oh. Did you do you guys hear this about um they found a flaw in the system. Mm-hmm. CD a Baby actually yeah, CD Baby actually went after a YouTuber due to his own voice. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mhm. That's shit you got to watch out for in fucking uh YouTube now. Is CD Baby wow. went after this guy and and the he played the clip on one of his YouTube videos and it was his own voice. And they were claiming it, saying they claim yeah. it? Copyright claim. Jesus. It's not strikeable, but I also found out that if you get one of those notices, just lay down and take it. Because they said if you appeal, it's almost an automatic you'll get a copyright strike. Oh, jeez. How much bullshit is that, man? That's severely, severely. Fuck you, YouTube. And, and all, the, all the music, we do have permission from the artists. Yes. Even though because, some of the artists we don't talk to anymore because they're um, well, too political. They're, they're not all signed, but you know, just the ones that are still unsigned, we have outright yeah. permission. So, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't put it on. <laughs> and if you, if you all were wondering on the stream the other night, um, yes, I actually specifically have permission from Calling All Astronauts now to play music, their music during our live streaming. Oh, how nice. So, mm, 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 mm. 
That's Twitch. still an interview time to beat. Was ninety minute interview, Sarah? Let's, <laughs> let's pray we don't ever hit ninety minutes again. <laughs> ninety minute interview. That was basically our whole show. <laughs> wow. Well, me and Jasmine, our bitches of horror live episode went on for two hours. It, oh wow! It, I can confirm I, this. I was there too. <laughs> And we were so drunk. It was crazy. Like, Jasmine was like, I don't even remember anything from that episode. I'm not watching it. I'm like, I'm, I'm not either. <laughs> nice. I don't know what it was, but it was like, um, Jeremiah and I were taking bets in the chat yes. uh, about who would knock the light over first. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. There's there's so many like embarrassing things. I loved it though. No, but seriously, if you've never been to one of their live streams, I hope you guys live stream the hell yeah, of things lately. We, we want to do it more. It, it's it's so much fun, especially when you guys are there with us and commenting and and stuff. <laughs> Absolutely, I will be there with freaking bells on from now on because that was the best time I've ever had in a live stream. And uh, me too. <laughs> like after, huh? Jasmine had to, yeah. just afterwards Jasmine had to like take an Uber home and I oh. was I was so drunk I like bumped into everything I'm like there's a door don't walk into the door and I walked into the door I'm like there's a wall don't fall into the wall I, I just fell into the wall like I, I couldn't control myself wow <laughs> I was, <laughs> was I was imagining by the end of the um by like 20 minutes afterwards you were just on the floor just completely passed I, out because you were just gone i was gone <laughs> it was great though i mean this this yeah, is, it really was. <laughs> this, that was so much fun and it's even more fun than a lot of the charity streams i've been to lately which <laughs> we need to plan a charity stream in uh september or october for halloween oh, yes we, uh, yeah which I'll be I need down get, for that. I need to get the Twitch viewers up again. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna work. Yeah. Harder work. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Sarah, let yeah. everybody know where we can find you. You gotta see more Sarah and Jasmine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you can see us both on Facebook. Just search for Bitches of Horror and Bitches of Horror on YouTube and Instagram. And we are highlighting women in horror every day now every day of February. So check us out and get to know some of these wonderful, talented females. Oh, yes. Yes. Judd Central is starting to feature some of their women writers too. So I thought that was cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. They did uh, one who came up with the blood list. Um, Mm, It's uh, she, she does a list of uh, screen screenplays or unproduced films and she makes a list of, you know, the ones that should be made. And I think with her contacts, they can get made. So, yeah. Sweet. It's called thebloodlist.com. And she announces it every Halloween. Oh. She does, she does like a list, I think a list of 10. Nice. Oh. And this is a way for uh, writers who have unproduced work to get contacts to get their stuff made. So, yeah. So, there you go. Sweet. Oh, um, one last thing before we go. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but Shudder finally announced some of the um, 
uh, short stories they're going to be doing on Creepshow. Oh. And who's going to be directing them, which is fucking awesome. Awesome. Uh, wow. Joe, yeah, Joe Hill is going to be doing a few. Uh, Josh Mallerman will attempt to make up for himself after Bird Box. Um, <laughs> see earlier episodes from my rants. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the epic the epic bird box rant. We'll 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 stick to that. Uh Joe Lansdale. We'll call it Matt Shit Fest. (laughs) Yeah. Matt shits all over bird box. It was great. Um and I wasn't even planning on doing that, but it just like was like I don't know what it was. It's just like something It came out. It it just came out. out. Yeah, it just came out. Uh let's see here. Christopher uh, Buhlman is doing one. Bruce Jones is doing one. Uh, John Esposito from the Walking the webisodes of Walking Dead, oh, is is doing Night of the Paw, and mm-hmm. Rob Schrab from Monster House is doing Bad Wolf Down, and there's allegedly uh, a Stephen King story that's coming. Oh, oh yeah. So that's that's what I saw uh, coming off of Bloody Disgusting. Link will be in the description. It's pretty usual. Oh, and Shudder, for this month of February, is doing free 30 days viewing for the Women in Horror Tributes. Hell oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Shudder, Shudder is basically what I'm on when I'm not watching the sports ball. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Shudder Shutter has a lot of good stuff. I'm they like, do. I'm amazed. I'm just pissed I, that it's not on the PlayStation anymore. That's yeah, why, you, they that's took why you need to be a real grown-up and go get a Roku. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's next. Or a Firebox. I go get a Firebox because I've heard Fireboxes are better. Plus, yeah. it has Alexa. So I don't know if I want Alexa. <laughs> Just I, my landlord had a bad problem with Alexa. Alexa, you're a bitch. Like, uh, really? Don't fucking do that to my Alexa. Yeah, there's there's like several <laughs> creepy talking stories about Alexa and how she does things on her own. No, thank you. <laughs> No, uh, some you. of them aren't exactly creepy fosters. <laughs> yeah. A uh, high NSA yeah. guy that's listening through my Alexa app. I'm I'm sure that that you are listening right now. <laughs> I haven't I have like th- I think I've been assigned 3 NSA people now. What? Yeah. I'm I'm convinced there's like 3 NSA people listening to me all the time. So. You're such a threat. <laughs> I know, I'm a threat to national security. What what are we talking about here? <laughs> Dangerous, man. Yeah, don't mess with me. So, anyone have anything else they'd like to talk about? Tommy Wiseau? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I can't wait for I want to see that movie. That's going to be better than Sharknado. All right, it's going to be much better. The Big, big Shark. Tommy Wiseau yeah. is going to be in Big Shark, everybody. That will probably be the best shark film ever. I totally agree. I totally agree. We'll have to see. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, I'm right. done. I don't have anything else to shit on. So, well, anyway, a big thank you to Miss Sarah from Bitches of Horror for coming on and sitting with us through the whole thing. <laughs> we we bow to you. we bow to you because you're awesome. <laughs> oh, thank you. You guys are awesome. I I love it every time I'm on here. <laughs> it looks like I told her the other day. You're practically a fucking co-host, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we just need to get Jasmine on here, too. Then it'd be a real wow. That would be amazing. We have to do it. 
Yeah. Yes. I can't wait for that. Yeah. So that's something to look forward to. So stay tuned for another episode of EMZT Radio. French toast. <laughs> <laughs>